This is Audio Mode. And here we go. Audio Mode day number seven. And it is a late afternoon as I sit down to record this. And I was thinking earlier today, I had a thought, you know, when you get get into the audio mode, you know, we're seven days into this thing. And then you start thinking, well, what am I going to talk about? And besides just a recap of my day, you know, I want to make it you know, varied and interesting. You know, it is a, you know, it's a, you know, a thing to have to come up with a topic each day for 30 days. So it's part of the challenge. That's why we call it a challenge, isn't it? And so as I was thinking through how to make my, you know, little audio post here varied and different, both either by location and type of equipment that, uh, you know, that I'm using and just the subject matter themselves. And I remembered that ages ago, it must have been, oh, I don't know, quite a number of years ago, I picked up this book called um, Listography, Your Life in List. And essentially, it's a, a just that. <laughs> it's, a, it's a book full of prompts of list for you to make. And the idea behind this is that you're, you know, you're writing your autobiography in list format. So help you to get started with that game. Uh, but there's some interesting things in here. And I thought, well, this would make, well, it'll serve several um, things for me. One, get me working through this listography again. They have a website as well, listography.com, and you can set up a, uh, which is essentially a list blog that you can set up and it's just all about lists. You just do these lists of things and it's interesting. Anyway, so that's one of the things that I wanted to, to do. I've seen that and I've come across another book as well, but that's for another day is how to be an explorer of the world. Some interesting things are coming to that, and that's by Kerry Smith. And this listography book, by the way, is by who's the author here? Um, it's this the the listography book is was created by Lisa Nola and Nathaniel Russell, or illustrated by Nathaniel Russell. So you could check that out. It's an interesting concept, and I just finished doing one of the lists that I kind of what went down the list of lists <laughs> and so and the one that caught my eye was was a list of past jobs so I thought oh, that'd be a nice little trip down memory lane uh, and so I did that one list of my past jobs now I'm oh the other thing I wanted to say before I get into my list of past jobs and um, a couple of people, audio mowers, have brought this up already uh, and, in and around. I think Daylight Gambler and uh, Kate brought this up. Phil and Kate brought this up. Uh, I've seen a little discussion that they had going on about um, where do we put our um, audio 
Mo's, you know, a good location to to do that and have the sort of dialogue kind of audio versus, you know, a sort of sit down podcast platform that you, you know, have to kind of belong to, which is what this is going to go to my uh, podcast platform that I use, which is Transistor FM. And I use them because they allow you to have lots of, you know, they don't charge you per podcast, only per download. So you can have many different podcasts and you don't start getting charged until you go over X amount of downloads in totality, and then you incur extra cost. And so I liked it for that reason, because I have different um, podcasts that I, I like to to do. And But the thing is, the part that I thought was interesting in the discussion there, I think for me, is the, the shareability of audio so you can go onto twitter and do twitter voice and um, but as phil pointed out you know it just exists in twitter you can't download it that kind of thing you can't record you know out in the field and then you know sort of upload it later on you know it's just that and, and it's on and it doesn't it doesn't play in its continuity if you go over to 220 um and then some of the various other audio platforms um the way they share on twitter isn't they don't like play in twitter and one of the things i i found to find for discoverability if people have to click off to go elsewhere to listen then they just keep on scrolling right so um if the player is clumsy in terms of you know when you share it onto twitter if that's a, a a multi-step process, uh, then, you know, again, people's tendency is to keep on scrolling because it takes them away from the, the endless scroll thing. And so I find that audio on Twitter anyway that does better is one that just plays there like the little mini video. So, you know, doing the stuff on the VR7 voice recorder pro and then uh, adding the image to that and, and, and putting it on works better and even better the other like audiograms because there's something moving and it catches people's eye and, and and you know just that little wiggle makes you want to push play and kind of listen to see what's going on or to hear what's going on uh, on that so um and and it plays in in the feed you don't have to go anywhere else um and so mm, and yeah, so where was I going with this? I was going with this because I feel that frustration too. It's like, you know, I want to, I know if I put this on here, I mean, you guys, because we're doing audio mo, uh, or, you know, click through and go listen, but discoverability for others, it's like, oh, that's taking me somewhere else. I'm staying on Twitter. <laughs> They're gone. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, but I wanted this to, you know, give this post some time and attention and so i'm going for this longer format and using my um podcasting transistor fm space for this one so here we go without further ado my list of past jobs i might do a little bit of anecdotal bits of of, of as i go along and surprising well it looks like a long list uh, but it's not a very long list, actually. Uh, my very first job was paperboy. You know, it's quite a thing in the States. You know, get your paper out and then you 
you know, and deliver papers, which was cool. Made a little pocket cash doing that and got into some trouble, <laughs> which I won't go into here. Maybe in another podcast. Um, nothing, nothing to do with, well, actually, it's, well, it's actually quite serious because it was racism involved in the area that I was going in and it all got kind of crazy. So I gave that paper route up after nearly getting um, killed, <laughs> just, just trying to deliver papers as a paper boy. Uh, second job I had, dishwasher. Uh, in fact, you know, that was, that was that has to be one of my all-time favorite jobs at, 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 is when I was a dishwasher at Western Sizzler Steakhouse. And we I just had so much fun uh, as a dishwasher. I think I was, what, 16, 17 years old, 16, I think it was. Uh, and we just had a ball, me and my fellow dishwasher. So it was a, such a fun job. It was a, it was a hard job, but we had so much fun in the suck that it just made yeah <laughs> it was fun uh cadet was my next one as at west point when you go there you're actually getting paid to to uh go to university so i count that as a job um i got this like i had a, a a little bit of a break um in my cadet career and in that little break um i was a cement packer that job lasted about a few hours i mean i literally was um, in the assembly line and someone, you know, um, put the, was mixing the cement or whatever, it was the dry stuff and then would come around. And then I, my bit was to use my knee to, uh, let the cement pour into this bag, the dry cement pour into the bag. And then I would sew it. I was, and then I would sew it up. Uh, and send it down, and someone else would stack it and put it. But I mean, oh, oh, it was the worst job. I lasted till lunch, I think. And and I think they knew that no whatever stays doing that job. Um, in fact, as I was as I was throwing down my my little PPE or whatever it was, they were like, "Oh man, you lasted longer than most." Um, it was just a crap crap job uh, and then I was a counselor for disadvantaged youths that was rewarding tough and um, all of the above in that one uh, I was a fitness instructor twice I put down twice here because I was a fitness instructor for one company um, and then left there and went to another place then Went back to the academy, finished my thing, army officer, and did my five years there. Then left the army to become a financial consultant for Merrill Lynch. That was an interesting, uh, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting job. Then I worked for General Electric as a process leader or manufacturing engineer, as some people called it. We were building these generator excitation compartments and motor control centers for steam and turbine engines. Then I was a paper boy again, but it was a it was a, it was a side hustle paper boy thing to just for some play money. And then I went. Back to Merrill as a technology trainer, 
And that was interesting because it was taking technology and helping brokers to sort of build their book of business using this new tool that Merrill Lynch had had developed, uh, which was quite a, yeah, at the time it was, you know, sort of cutting edge, that global advisor piece of tech. And then I came over here across the big pond to England as a equity and investments trainer for uh, HSBC and Merrill Lynch. They did a joint venture together. And then from that, I was a learning and development specialist within an employee realm. And in 2004, left all of that behind and became an independent training consultant, which is what I've been doing uh, ever since then. But I've, because it's such a varied role, I've kind of listed the subsets of what I do as a or the different roles I've done as a training consultant from sales coach to adventure coach for taking people out up Snowden and doing some life coaching on the mountains and leadership coaching as a part of that facilitator, self-facilitating big events and team events and, um, and stuff for like in Turkey and all sorts of places, just facilitating these large team building events. Uh, during the pandemic, because, you know, we weren't doing much in the classroom thing, so switched into being a virtual trainer. And surprisingly enough, but I guess because of the skills that you kind of develop as a as a, as a a learning designer, which is another subset of the financial consultant bit, uh, ended up doing a lot of audio and video content creation during the whole pandemic game. Uh, and another subset of that is as a podcast editor, uh, editing podcasts for other folks, but also producing my own podcast. But in terms of a job, job, get paid to, well, I get paid to edit podcasts. And yeah, I think that's, for me, that's all that sort of subset under that training consultant, how that role kind of breaks itself out. So um, yeah, that's it. Those are, those are all my past and I guess my current job. Um, in there as well. So if I just stop at the training consultant bit and not differentiate all those different levels, I've had, you know, terrible a lot of jobs um, because I've been doing this one as a training consultant, independent training consultant for 22 years and the normal time in the army and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was it. My list of my past jobs and this has been audio mode day number seven we'd love to hear other people's lists if you are looking for a prompt in terms of uh what to 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 make some audio about during this audio bloggers month challenge uh, i'd love to hear some other people's list of past jobs cool anyway fantastic Catch you on the next one.